Welcome to the campaign one Q&A, where we bring all your questions answers. Maybe not necessarily the answers you wanted, maybe not necessarily a full answer, but we're going to answer all the questions that were submitted. And if anybody else has any questions, if uh, I'm joined, to be clear, because it's been a wonky day, uh, by Devin, aka Hello. Atlas, and Shane, aka Christoph. Christoph dies tonight. <laughs> um, so, so there's a lot of stuff out there that you listeners decided you wanted to know. Uh, a lot of it is about the lore or the campaign itself, um, but there's also a lot of questions for the players, for Rowan, for Atlas, for Kristoff. Um, so unfortunately, Alex is not with us today. Uh, and Ray and um, Star, it's real late when we're recording. Uh, not with us either because real, real late. It's real early, actually. Real, real early. Um, so guys, unless you have anything, I'm just going to kick it off and get us rolling. No, you, you do. You. Let's get some questions, baby. baby. So wait, hey, hey, Dwayne. Yeah. Uh, what, one thing that I thought might be, do you want Devin or me to read the questions since you get to answer a lot of them? Yeah. that's. And you just want to, you'll, you'll, you'll talk half as much. Yeah, I'm into we, that. Let's bounce them. Okay. Do you, do you, yeah, yeah, we'll go, we'll go, we'll, we'll rotate. Uh, yeah. If you want to pull up the, I, I will stall for more time. If you guys want to pull up the questions uh-huh. document, the QA questions for DTG, um, I will also add the ones that were added via the, uh, the form, the last minute entry. So we'll add those as well. Um, so essentially the idea behind this is this is going to be the capstone to uh, mm-hmm. campaign one. I will answer all questions, uh, questions that I think that will uh, necessarily be answered in the story or some of the other stuff I'm doing. I will give like a, Hey, kind of spoiler situation. Um, so just be mindful. If you hear me say, this is going to be a spoiler to some upcoming comment or content, just be aware. If, if you don't like spoilers like me, you're going to bounce or you're going to like skip forward 20, 30 seconds. If you're like Devin, uh, you're going to be half ready for this. What does so that we'll mean? <laughs> You'll learn when you're older. I'm just going to spoil everything. Everyone dies in a plane crash. You actually will. Uh, <laughs> damn it. You got it. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll go first. How about that? Yeah. Uh, our, our first question comes from longtime fan of the show. Dear member of our community and uh, longtime patron as well, D&D and Doodles, who asked, did Ico survive? Uh, so for those who don't remember. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. Yeah, no. You, I, Ico was uh, the character that was played by Doodles when he did his uh, patron guest episode with us. He was a goblin man, uh, a, a ranger, and he was on the same ship uh, that, that Captain Rumik Tyndall once captained that uh, the crew was uh, destroyed by the Dark Will of Edis that we thought maybe was Atlas, and we weren't really sure on that. So, did he survive that encounter, Dwayne? Uh, so, sorry, Doodles. Uh, no, he didn't. Everybody on the ship died, uh, and that was their fate right up until the boys changed it, and when they did that, unfortunately, only Tyndall mm. survived. There you have it. You can sleep easy. What? Yeah, now, at least you know. Knowing's half the battle. Yeah, now you know. The next question is, actually, this is for me. Um, <laughs> this comes, uh, comes from a long-time listener. Uh, 
from from our handsomest <laughs> boy. boy. What happened to the other figures that were mentioned as working with the Wood Elf um, when we did our mid-season kind of intro? You mentioned there was like a Leonin uh, figure. I think you called him a uh, uh, Nal. What did you call it? No, yes, yeah, so you had a few I different figures that were nope. that showed nope. up there. Um, where were those characters kind of floating around at? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, something that didn't actually get addressed as we were marching through silence and just just the choices the uh, the crew made. Um, essentially, they were a generals uh, that Sybil had created slash corrupted. And after the, the tear was resolved and the doors were all but shut, uh, they were uh, dispatched, essentially. So uh, they either they were killed or they were imprisoned. And uh, there was an arcane one tiefling. There was a corrupted treekin. And then there was a large nolly. And then corrupted yard was the last of the four generals. Mm. Oh, my turn, huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, then I will ask the most important <laughs> question on the entire list. Uh, is Teresa's Tome of Tasty Treats canon? And if so, does she sell it? And if so, is it profitable? Coming from big time fan and patron Daddy Harembear. Uh Yeah, so um, Teresa's Tome is canon, but it's not something she sells. It's a recipe book that was handed down um, to her from her mom and to her mom from her mom. And she is like both of her mothers added to it. And she was planning to give it to Atlas's wife. Oh. Huh. How'd that, how'd that work out? Not great. Fair enough. Turns out, you know, it's He's God. Gay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's you. Uh, so uh, I'll ask the next question uh, because I refuse yeah. to answer it. Um, it's mm-hmm. it's from Shane plus Star. How come Teeth is feral? How come Teeth is feral? Um, I hate to answer a question with a question, uh, so I won't. I'll tell you that there's only one person in the world that can answer that question, and the only way that you can get that is by going to Twitter dot com and tweeting at 20 sa podcast and asking them mm, in those exact words good. how come teeth is feral and if 100 people do that um they have sworn uh to reveal the answer finally so that we can all <laughs> sleep in peace uh then i'll jump on the right on the next one it's uh from daddy harem bear however you say that harem bear how many times did each player change their class or classes um that's it so I guess I guess the the there's, that's two parts of that question, and I I know the second part. The second part of that question is um, how many times did they change them after the fact, right? So Kristoff actually did a restructure of his class. Um, yeah. And if you want to elaborate why you did that, uh, I'm actually going to touch on it more in a question that comes okay, later because cool. it's kind of a little bit more pertinent. Yeah, so, but I I I did one uh, switcheroo, and then. Um, Atlas as well did a shift uh, a shift in class later because it narratively made sense based on the way the story went and I think um, mm. he can talk about that. Uh, yeah, so I had and remind me the name of it. It's Blood uh, Blood Hunter. Yeah, Blood Hunter. Blood Hunter. And so 
He was really was committed super, to it. So it, kind yeah. of the way it took is like to be cursed and to have this power. But the reason why I did it was like, okay, if I'm going to be out hunting these things, it kind of makes sense. Like he kind of has this instinctual ability to find the demons um, or these fiends, however you, you choose to, to, to perceive them. Um, and so when that was kind of with Laria and that thing kind of seemed to like come around and it was just hard to hang on to that, that narratively as the story progressed, I didn't want to be having to keep being anchored to that story from campaign one. And so I talked to Dwayne about it and it was kind of like, well, you know, if we take this road, we're going to have to be, you know, this is the thing with Alaria. There's this darkness that's in there and that, that's going to be something you have to figure out when we get there. And so it was kind of a surprise for me too, when we got to where Alaria was there, it's like, you know, you're giving this up. She's gone. Like, this is not, we're not playing around. And so that was a surprise in game. Uh, I, be- I believe that was on the spot. Like for me, not knowing the decision. I, I did. It was for and me so too. I was like, I, I didn't know if I was actually, I thought I was going to get the best of both worlds, but that was not the case. It was a big decision to make. And so I ended up swapping over uh, and taking on some fighter aspects. Yep. Uh, and then I think, I think Rowan changed once as well. Uh, I think he, he he shifted a bard college, if I recall correctly. Oh yeah 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 yeah. I didn't even. He know went from college. Yeah, or... yeah to me yeah subclass change. Yeah I didn't I forgot about that. Yep. Um, yeah and the other, I think the first part is to that question um, is did you guys was it always a sorcerer like when you you had your character in your mind or was it always barber or did you guys like go through a bunch of different choices? Um, uh. I was planning a hybrid class from the beginning that just didn't pan out because I had a misunderstanding uh, of a core concept of my build. Mine was just fear of spellcasters, and barbarians seemed to be the easiest to, to kind of latch onto. That makes sense. Uh, the next question comes to us um, from somebody named Rachel Tyler. Never heard of her. Rachel J. Todd. Uh, <laughs> no, never heard of either. Dragon Bait! Uh, who says, was there, and this is directly to Dwayne, surely, was there something you wanted to happen but didn't because of player choices? Uh, I mean, like, there's a, there's a lot of, like, uh, potential options that could have happened. Um, and I don't, I don't know that it's like, we could be here all day if I went through that, but uh, one that like really sticks out to me uh, is there's a moment in campaign two where uh, the crew is is departing to head towards Primatassa and and they've been on this march for like a month and um, the armies of Yuri but essentially they're offered um, like a small battalion to take with them um, and Kristoff is like nope we're not taking soldiers at all we're gonna go super stealth and um, I had actually planned. For um, for them to take like a group of soldiers, and like they could take archers, casters, whatever they wanted, uh, and I was gonna feed that into Atlas's Battleborn background and backstory, uh, as well as like allow them to build some NPCs and kind of like build a little bit more uh, love into their world and and get some more emotional attachments, and this didn't happen. I fucked it up. Yeah, and fucked so it's a missed opportunity. It's fine. I love the way the story turned out. It just that was one of the ones that I was like, "Oh man, we had a lot of a lot of potential there." Cool, cool, cool. Uh, next one is, and it's, I think this probably both of you answering this one uh, is Lady Shindo mm-hmm. canonically a jerk, or is that because of something or someone displayed 
um, themselves in the visage. I think they're referring to the, the flashbacks that that Kristoff saw um, of her influence. Did they influence Kristoff the best way possible? So I guess the way that you viewed her, or maybe like we were given that you viewed her. So why don't you answer first, Shane? Uh, so I will say that canonically, um, Lady Shindo was a negative impact in Kristoff's uh, life as a young man um, who very clearly detested him um, for the way that he was born um, and considered him a blight and a stain on the family. Now, whether in the torrent that was a manifestation of his mentality or an outside force, I do not know. So, from my perspective, uh, Christopher will always see his mother as a jerk. That's just the reality that he lived with. Um, the truth is she actually distanced herself from him because she, like King Altrian, knew what his fate would be. Uh, while she loved him as one of her own children, she couldn't really make peace with the death of both of her boys. And she had already loved Pallas for so long. And until Kristoff was born, it wasn't wholly apparent that um, the the shadow of Goron's prophecies were even real and then they were like tangible things until Kristoff was born with the scales because nobody just nobody believed it it had been so long since those scales had surfaced so for him to be born with scales it's kind of, it was kind of like the the death marker for Pallas cool 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 I, I'm gonna go ahead and read the next one because it's oriented toward you two again <laughs> um Crap, hold on. I got out of line here. Here, I have a, I have a question for Kristoff. No, if the boys could... Oh, yeah, if they could choose... I skipped over it when okay. I was scrolling down. If the boys could have chosen a different artifact from the Cave of Choices, would a different god have played heavily into the story like Wynn did? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Wynn's involvement was a little more different. but So the Cortex of the Creators was tied to Aya. And the hammer was tied to Sinlor. Um, so while those two gods would have had less direct influence and would have done more nudging through like avatars or influential people, um, Wynn just happened to be the most hands-on, hands-off god. It's a question for me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, sh- yeah, Shift uh, from Discord. He he asked. Uh, so, Shift is a real cool guy, and um, he he had this question, which I actually um, am pretty excited. Uh, so he said, uh, "Did you plan the rogue dip for Mastermind from the beginning, or did it just kind of work out that way?" Yeah, absolutely. So this is kind of where I said I would ex- expand on my uh, level choices later is, is this question. So I had a very specific build in mind for when I had Kristoff. Um, he had to start off level one sorcerer. That was a non-starter. Had to, had to, had to because of his backstory and the whole Silver Serpent Asylum aspect. Like he had to have those silver scales. It had to be his heritage. Um, also, always on Mage Armor is fantastic. And so is the extra uh, plus one to HP whenever you take a level is awesome. Um, but he was always meant to be a sorcerer um, so a pretty common class that you can look up and see guides on uh, that I actually played in a charity one shot for the Nerd Asylum is a Sorcerer Paladin combination. Um, just because of the way that spell slots work with Smite and the way that that kind of scales and it has a really good synergy. Um, 
and they're both charisma based. So that was always my plan. But I didn't have much in terms of action economy when it came to my bonus actions specifically. I didn't want to invest in a feat to get something like Polar Mastery or like um, the Shield Bash feature, the Shield Master feature. Um, so I thought, well, what's the most effective way that I can incorporate a bonus action? Um, and that is the best bonus action in D&D 5e, the Mastermind being able to give the assist action as a bonus action from 30 feet away is phenomenal. And so I said, that's what I'll do is I'll rush three levels of rogue after I take my one level of sorcerer, I'll rush three levels of rogue, um, pick up sneak attack, pick up that uh, bonus action help action from 30 feet, and then I'll start doing my paladin levels, which I did in the show 100%. Where I failed was I had a like super <laughs> wrong understanding of the way that Sword Coast Adventure Guide cantrips worked. Um, so like Booming Blade and Green Flame Blade. I thought that they stacked with extra attack and sneak attack. They do stack with sneak attack, but not extra attack. So the Paladin levels at that point were pretty redundant. I broke my beautiful boy and I came to Dwayne and I begged him, please, can I just go full sorcerer? And he said, <laughs> yes. And then I never strayed again. I never walked the path of loneliness ever. <laughs> then I, I, I walked the true straight and narrow path of straight sorcerer until the game was over. Uh, next one, when Christoph and team were walking to the throne room past the pictures of the Shindo line, including sons and daughters, was Christoph's picture there, Dwayne? No. Uh, his picture was taken down. Palace made the decision when he exiled his brother that he had always, he had, he had always planned to put Christoph's painting back up, this time adding scales that the artist had ignored originally. Um... However, he would never get the chance to do that. Did Justicar spawn oh, to it later? Uh, yeah, yeah. Justicar spawn would have put up Kristoff's um, picture. Uh, he also would have um, put up uh, a picture of uh, all the heroes of Oxbane yes. and Asriel in the throne room as as kind of like a, like a, a homage to. Um, to the events that happened there. Does Justicar Carson keep a tiny picture of yeah. that Kristoff portrait in his wallet? I mean, I think Justicar Carr just keeps like pictures of Kristoff. <laughs> Who doesn't? You know I mean? Like that's what <laughs> I want to believe. That's what I want to believe. Uh, that, that question came to us from uh, yeah. Nekova. Perfect. Nekova. Thank you, Nekova. Feline Nasferatu. This came from Star. Okay. And it is uh, who led Axel to the Hammer of Daridin. Uh So Ryle, Ryle took the uh, the visage of Sinlor and convinced Axel he was to be the next Daridin. Um, Ryle uh, planned to later push Axel to slay the heroes of Oxbane and or Carter Svan, both of which were what under Sinlor's think? protection. What <laughs> Uh, let's see. Next question is: Are the and this comes from DB Dragon Bait? Um, are the biscuits still hard Dragonbait. at Oxbane? Uh, yeah, actually, the recipe of hard biscuits is just a soft biscuit recipe modified by Alyssa Appletree um, through Folly and Error. You just had time, um, right? Just that's ingredients. Time. She had the wrong time. Yes. Though she's left them out. <laughs> well, I mean, you could also like have the the wrong ingredients and and make them less soft, but. Um, after the dust settles on the events of silence, she decrees that hard biscuits are the default for the Red Roof Inn of Oxbane, period, the end. 
uh, word later spreads and for almost a week across Goron, all the Red Roof Inns sold hard biscuits in Atlas's hmm. honor. And they do that at once a week and it's like the McRib <laughs> and it just comes back and people... <laughs> yep. Uh, the next question is from Pox Toxic, who is definitely not caught up on the show. Uh, does Atlas ever get? Well, of a course he does. The original bowl? is from yeah. Teresa. I mean, so it's just it's just basically like different types of um, almost ice cream, and, but it's topped off. The secret is, it, and this flavor doesn't match. It's like a whipped butterscotch whipping on top of it, and so that was the secret all along. Whipped butterscotch. Right. It, it wasn't whipped cream. It was whipped butter. And so you know they, they never did whatever you got, whatever you got, and it was never, it was never that. Yeah, just but it was not alcoholic. That's the, the rainbow is not alcoholic. And that was the. Yeah, I'm just like, saying. Sometimes you this, just got whiskey. Yeah, this is not at all, but it's good. Everybody ordered drinks, and you asked for the rainbow bowl. Bless. Um, DB, I don't know if this has been asked, and we call her DB. It's just who she is to us, Dragon Bait. Uh, I don't know if this has been asked, but what is something you wish you could have explored more in the story? That was a good question. Uh, so many things. A uh, quick list the Arcanist, the Stewards, Atlas's biological and father brother. and mother, Rowan's interactions with the Reclaimers. Yeah, sorry, oh, okay. that's what I meant. Brother, not mother. Um, Ro- Rowan's interactions with the Reclaimers, Azriel's interactions with Alistar, Ariel and Ariel, Alaria and Atlas's relationship, Vindal and Alaria, Vindal and Alaria's mother, Quindalyn. Just a few. Just, there just wasn't enough time to like go down all those story threads, and I did never wanted to force anything. Hmm. Rip Alaria. Ripple uh, So the next um, question okay. I got because I, it's can, we we want to no, answer. Can we answer that question? Oh, oh, you want to answer it? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, please. One thing that I wish that I could have explored more on the show were the entrails of every reclaimer. <laughs> that is like my greatest regret is that I ne- that Kristoff never got to murder each and every reclaimer and take everything they've ever built and deconstruct it brick by fucking brick. Yeah, he's really taking that ass whooping hard. You know, he like saves the world and he goes. Do you know what I regret? I never got to kick her ass. Uh, I th- All of I, them. The thing I think I want to know the most about is Aya. Because she's kind of like, at, at the end, we, you know, as Bill Mare, me as Bill Mare is asking, you know, where she's been. He's like, well, you know, after you died and they plotted against you, we, she disappeared. You know, but she's still playing a role somehow. But she's been missing even to, to the to brother gods. And so I would love to have known and I will ask this question later if we have time. Is like, what's up? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that? It's a mystery for the sake of mystery. Dean. Uh, uh, D Doodles asked the question uh, for the QA for Devin. Oh, oh, never mind. So, yeah, is it okay to swear if you're in character? Um, no, not for me. No, <laughs> that's easy. Next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, season, I'll take this one. Season one, episode one. You said Rowan did performances and also musical performances to earn his way onto the ship. Not in joke. Canonically, what other type of performances did he do? They were blowjobs. Uh, no, no. Rowan told stories oh. and legends long before he ever came interact with Lute, uh, the Lute of Wind. He played the, the man organ, if you will. 
Yes, that would be awesome, Rachel. Um, <laughs> I think this might be a little late. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Star, why did Wynn want Rowan? That's really why did Wynn want Rowan to kill Palace specifically? So Wynn didn't actually want Rowan to kill pa- Palace. When um, he learned all too well that Rowan was going to do the opposite of what he asked, he did, however, want Rowan to drag Kristoff to silence to kick off the next big event. The next next big stage was in silence and he knew that Kristoff would never let Rowan embark on such a journey alone. Hmm. Yeah. When is a manipulative uh, gaslighting <laughs> motherfucker and I just... Yep. That's why, why him and Shane have coffee every week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Doodles asks... Uh, who are the ashen skin amberite people? I think we all want to know this. Uh, yeah. So, uh, ironically enough, um, they they come up they came up in Dralicon too. Um, but they're the forgotten. Uh, it's a race of people that were long forgotten by the gods and the world as a whole, and they ended up being infused with power of the torrent. And as such, uh, they are both divine and mortal at the same time. And they have like a most of them have a chip on their shoulder and a propensity to. Is it a Dorito? What the fuck did they want oh. with Teresa? What? What the fuck did they want with Teresa? They and like the sword, like they wanted Henry to make her a sword. They wanted Henry to make her a sword. Okay. They wanted Henry to make him a sword. So essentially, Henry is a legendary blacksmith, and so their plan was to use their divine blood to make an artifact with Henry's ability. Oh, so uh, I see. Okay, there. They it is. unfortunately didn't know that, like. Three of them were behind them. They're, they're half divine blood with yep. the fucking the ability torrential forging mm. would be... Okay, that's fair. These uh, are all my questions. <laughs> These next five hey. are my questions. Yeah, Dev, Dev, I'll read all of them. I'm, we're just going to rapid fire this, Dwayne. All right. Does slash did Alaria know that Atlas is Belmar incarnate? Uh, Alaria had no idea. Belmar was locked deep within, though it's uh, the fact that you had Belmar as an underlying power was what allowed uh, Atlas to commune so deeply with her uh, mm-hmm. using the cursed sword Bal- uh, Baltair as the focus. And was Atlas always... That, that... Sorry, anyways. No, please. Tell more. Uh, I was just... He, uh, she she mentions that, that she never had any t- other type of interactions with anybody else like hmm. Atlas. Uh, so I kind of you kind of answered that one. Was Atlas always intended to be Bellamy, or was it the only interaction with the orange red torrent that caused it? Uh, he was always intended to be Bellamy um, from a story perspective, though uh, transparently I never knew uh, if Devin was gonna like go. For well, and then what I like to kind of think about that is long-term. almost like Atlas would not have survived that torrent blast if it had not been. And I think it was almost kind of like the, the awakening oh, uh, of that. Yep. Yeah, that was like the what kept him alive, right? Like the brink, the the seal. Uh, what are the different colors of the torrent and their properties? Do they matter? Uh, so they do. Uh, I mean, man, honestly, it's, all right. Real quick, the torrent is the life of the for- life force of Goron. It's the very essence of magic, and as such, it carries many different forms. But while their colors and properties may change, they all link back to one raw fountain of magic and essence of being. Essentially, the following colors, red, blue, black, lavender, 
white, silver, gray, green, and gold. Um, I th- it's just a shit ton of text that goes over all of these. The important ones, realistically, in my opinion, are blue is the pure, 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 pure form. Um, Good shit. Yep. Red is uh, when the torrent is mm, tainted by rage. Tainted. Uh, yep. Uh, white is basically the other side, the other state after you pass, because everybody passes into the torrent when they go to the white portion, a la Kristoff's moment in uh, his his vision. Finale. Yep. And then um, silver is the exclusive use of Andrin's, and um, it's, it's also the tastiest. It's also the tastiest, and there's very, very, very few mages who know how to use it, but every time they do, they risk Andrin. Um, detecting that, and he's not. Hey, <laughs> hey, you got an extension cord running in my house? Uh, I'll copy that the longer description into the Patreon. Um, so if you're not a patron, I apologize, be but I, just, I would just be reading the, a giant wall of text. Uh, okay, and uh, why did the gods kill off Bellomir? Uh, so they didn't kill him. That that was against the rules. Uh, the five of them were bonded by their creator or creation, though none of them would ever learn who created them or why, or if they had always just been. The reality led them to the idea that they would need to imprison Bellamere inside a powerful relic. So Ryle, Sinlor, and Wen set up a trap for Bellamere. Bellamere trusted his family, even though he knew he shouldn't. The three trapped Bellamere in Willow. Though Wen had little to do with it, he was an accomplice. So uh, he stole Willow away shortly thereafter, hiding it from everyone else, until one day, knowing Bellamere would need to return to Goron for his interest <laughs> for providing a fun story. Um, it was the only way he saw the story progressing in a meaningful way. Wen. Uh, do we get a sneak peek of the new campaign? Uh, that's a question for me, and I. this is what I was planning on doing from the get-go when I saw this question. Um, I'm going to allow everyone, starting with Devin, then Dwayne, and then me, uh, to, to describe their experiences this far in Campaign 2 in one word. Devin? I wish I had prepped this. This was prepped. Uh, difficult? Yeah. Nope. Okay, Dwayne? Stupendous. Okay. And my word is exhausting. Oh, oh dang I it. I fucking hate you. <laughs> uh, next question, I hate this. I'm going to send you fucking $10. Chloroform. So you send you. <laughs> Hey, if you can put if, Ginge, if, if you can put the Joker's clip. laugh in there go. too. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't need to. You just heard it. It's good. Locked in. Dragon Bait says, "Is Findle an arcane one?" Uh, he's not. He's just he has a long lifespan <laughs> thanks to the. Hmm. How did Teresa get back from silence? That's a good question. She was at the. She was at the. Uh, like, Why was she the there? Sunburnt penguin. And that's the last we saw her. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of. Oh, oh yeah. How did she get back? Um, so she would end up running to Carter Spawn uh, a few weeks after the terror was closed. Uh, Spawn would then send word for Henry, who would then take her home. 
and how did she, how did why was she there? Uh, Teresa was taken in the night by a corrupted Yarg. Uh, he left only the royal symbol of the Shindo family on her stove. Henry would later up sign later sign up with Carter Spawn, uh, keeping to himself this mm. burden. Good man. Uh, was Atlas and Bellamere actually two different people that shared a body? And when Atlas somehow died, he took over. Uh, so I'll give my perspective and you give Atlas's perspective. Um, so to me, think of Atlas as an alter ego. Uh, Bellamere is the god of love and war. He is, as a whole, balanced, fair, and kind. When he was sealed away, the war side of his personality was muted or suppressed. Um, while Atlas loved to fight and went on to become a, a powerful warrior, he was always very pure of heart. And his rage and abilities came from his innate divine powers, um, which would later become corrupted and began a descent into madness. Uh, on a not as cool side of it, I think I think about that very much is how love and war. I thought it was interesting that you had put those together because obviously you know in, in Greek mythology you have the god of war, love, and the god of war, and they're very different. Um, they're seeming like a lot of, of lore to be. Uh, they just don't entertain one another. But it, these balance one another, and often I, I think in, in our own lives can be confused. Like love is war. You know that's how people say love is war. Um, I think it's a very thin line, which is why I wanted Bellamere to be that same piece, mm-hmm. right? It's very easy to go from hate to love. And so I, I thought it was a cool dynamic to have. And part of me thinks the um, like the mortal part that was Atlas, like you said, there's part of it that was muted. And so we see Atlas is very much love. Even when he, in his darkest, a lot of times he's still a very loving individual. Uh, and wrestles with you know the, the bad things he has done. Um, so that when he becomes the god Bellamere, that that um, immortal side of him that can see you know everything from you know beginning of time to where any time is going um, suddenly like you know the relationships he had like as Atlas while they were important now things are much more um, are much bigger so yes there's part of him that still knows like Kristoff and Rowan uh, and Ezreal they're important figures but there's all of this for, from all of time he's got to look at too so. Uh, from Shimwell, does Tyndall ever get his boat? Uh, yeah, so he does. Um, and so spoilers coming. Uh, warning. He's he's going to come up in chasing Kristoff. Um, but to further that, uh, Captain Tyndall goes on to claim a mighty ship from the Silencium Kingdom at Carter Spawn's request. At the time, he was still a bit of a lush. And then when he learns of Atlas, Rowan, and Kristoff, that they all essentially sacrificed their lives from his perspective, uh, he felt another wave of survivor's guilt. This time, he was determined to turn things around, and as such, he took on a ship, a crew, and set sail for Aeos, and then they would then begin hunting fiends and dispatching uh, the remaining ones from the coastline, and he vowed never to leave anyone behind ever again. And then how the F is Ari alive? Same question about Shimwell. Yeah. yeah, how the fuck is Alaria alive? <laughs> yeah, uh, okay, cool. Um, so Alaria was actually never destroyed. 
she was simply banished from the sword. Uh, and so, like I said, when people on Goron die, they go into the torrent, and you either get fucked up real bad and get corrupted, or and or you get summoned back, or you move on to the next phase. Um, when she was ripped from the world, she was thrown into the torrent once more. Uh, her soul was still like cluttered with strife and unable to find rest. She comes upon the resting place of Aya and learns that Goron was never alone and was never meant to be a single existing world. She learned that Aya had always planned to open the doors to Goron to connect it to connect it and its peoples with other worlds. As such, she was able to use a gift from Aya to travel to other worlds where she would meet the Grand Magus who made it his business to travel between worlds and timelines. His goal has always been to save people and learn new magic. So Alaria and he meet and... Uh, as he stumbles uh, through the portal he had just constructed in his home world, she talks about magic and the torrent, and his interests are piqued. The two go back into the portal together on their own adventure, looking for Gora. Very nice, I like. Uh, these look like they're maybe from all the same person. I don't know who copied and pasted them, but you can... Uh, so, the, yeah, the one... The, these are all from... Yeah, so I posted these, and, and I'll let you guys have at on these. Um... These are all from Doodles, and they're like questions for Rowan and Kristoff and Atlas. Um, I'll answer all the Rowan and Kristoff, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you're basically the same person anyways. And then I'll I'll pick up the general ones. So uh, let me ask to Kristoff. Rowan, who was he? Where did he come from? Who were his parents? Please, one at a time. Okay, who was he? He was a man who was doing his best to tell a story and live a life worth living. And where did he come from? He came from his mother's vagina. Don't we all? Yeah. Who were his parents? He, he came from he came from old Elfington. His parents <laughs> were a a a fisherman and a dancer who used to be a thief, um, but she gave up their life and began dancing. He was a fisherman. He met her. He became entranced with her dance, um, and then he took off his pants. What? A, uh, okay. Just by chance, it happens. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Uh, who is his girlfriend and what happened to her? Uh, he, it's a hard question to answer. Um, you're referring to Rosalind? the later Rosalind. So Rosalind was a woman that Rowan met um, when he was younger, when he had actually just fled, his, his, or fled from his, his, his family, who he left out of a sense of duty for them not having enough means. Uh, he then was an urchin for some time and he was he was a thief. Um, and then moving on from that life, he he became a bard and he learned music and he um, met Rosalind, who he uh, had a amorous relationship with, who he never loved. Uh, and when he realized that he didn't love her and could give her the life that she deserved to lead with someone who truly loved her the way that she loved him, he paid his debt, so to speak, by leaving her a stack of gold coins and vanished into the night. Um, she was later... Uh, cloned um that clone was brainwashed uh and became one of the lead reclaimers um, <laughs> the look on Dwayne's face as he just realizes all the shit that i don't know the last part Dwayne. uh yeah so um rosalind ends up finding refuge with the reclaimers um more of a nowhere else to go and by sheer happenstance and uh it's one of their creeds to kind of like wipe slate clean because emotions tend to get in ways when reclaiming things as Rosalind will soon 
Blair. Or uh, and then it's uh, where did Rowan go? That's a question for Dwayne. What happened to his accent? No, where where did he go? Oh, where did he go? Oh, okay. where did you go? Yeah. Um. So I I will answer that partially, uh, mainly because that's going to come up uh, a lot in chasing Kristoff. Um. Uh, one of the things Rowan does is he goes to scour the city for Teresa and um, Rowan ends up getting uh, into a scuffle with the very reclaimer that um, Rosalind had a conversation or that replaced Rosalind Um, so then that reclaimer basically uh, puts hands on Rowan and it doesn't go well um so Kristoff will eventually then later in his life begin to punt uh, for his friend. Uh, if you want to know more about that and you, you're really dying for it, just DM me. Um, but I plan on covering that in the short story series. What happened to his accent, Shane? Uh, accents are really fucking hard to do um, over the course of years, especially when you're drinking. Yep. Uh, Atlas. Sorry. Ooh. Sorry. Who were his real parents and what happened? Oh, fuck. That's, that's you. You get to pick. You that's get to right. pick. You get to pick. You get to decide what happened. You get to decide. Because really the father-son story is important, but you can have the... Because we know his father dies, period. We, we see that in an episode, in a bonus clip. Um, yeah. So who are his real parents and what happened to them? Uh, I, I th- real parents I think because based Teresa. on what we did see um, with like the mid, mid-campaign or you know seasons one and two, where we see there's, there's a scene where the brother... Uh, it's talking to the dad, and, he, and the dad realizes that he has a brother, that the brother mm-hmm. has a brother, and and so then, but we we didn't go beyond that. Um, I want to say that they're probably not far off in age, one or two years, um, and the mother died, and there was a famine uh, that was kind of sweeping through that area, and so it was, hey, leave this child here, and I hope that somebody finds it, even though it's an orc, and the people here hate orcs. Um, or it die, you know, of starvation. And so he was maybe just trying to do what was best, uh, being a dad with a, with, with a, with a child that it was already, you know, having to feed and feed it. And so he left him and then he didn't say anything cause his guilt ate him so much. Uh, that's real good. I like that. Uh, so I, I'm gonna read this question. What happened to him? I presume Atlas. Well, he didn't remember what happened. I'm guessing it's the, the ship thing, right? I'm guessing that because, like, in the two-year break, uh, um, there was a whole thing on the oh, ship. Oh, what with happened Edis. to him? While, oh, you. Oh, <laughs> you, I'm guessing what what did what happened to Atlas while you didn't remember it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, uh, my brain's broken on that one. So I will say, um, the first piece before the timeline is altered, um, Atlas actually murders everybody on the ship because he basically makes a deal um he he you know the way things shook out um he thought Tyndall was responsible and he clouded by vengeance he does does that when the timeline changes uh atlas for most people they would have been driven straight into madness madness uh your whole world rewriting like that regardless of whether you're conscious of it or not like the level of deja vu and shit that goes with that or at least that's how i imagine that um, but the fact that Bellamare's blood coursed in his veins, it just suppressed it. So instead of 
him going wild, he just um, was able to just uh, keep it at bay. So the most important question, why didn't he ever use shovels as a weapon? Well, he didn't he specifically. I mean, I think there's, yeah, yes, there was one time we, uh, right before I get actually the, the get blasted by the red uh, torrent, I do. Oh, yeah. Because right. my weapon gets you sh- shattered. You shatter, you shatter willow. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, and, then, and then in episode eight, one of my favorites. Um, uh, it's Chris, easy to forget because I was a dragon. Kristoff uses yeah, on it and actually it's a very effective weapon. Yeah, it is a very effective weapon. Yeah. And we talk about that like canonically we make fun of his shovels, but canonically they're real well made. Thank you guys. They're very good time. (laughs) Well, we we stress that that's basically all you ever made. So like you had to have been real good at them. So he got really good at it. Yeah. Uh, Never made a breastplate, but he made four thousand shovels. Uh, So Kristoff, how back, how far back in the Shindo bloodline would you have to go to get before they were tieflings? Uh, it's kind of a trick question. Um, the Shindo name was adopted by a tiefling woman. Um, and this happened many, 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 many years ago. Um, but it, before that, I mean, surely they have a human common ancestor um, that was, you know, tainted with infernal blood. Uh, but, but that wasn't the Shindo family. The Shindo family was adopted by... Uh, the Shindo name was adopted by a Tiefling family. Hundreds of years, hundreds of years. Hundreds and hundreds. It would yeah. be it would be over five hundred for sure. Yeah, because Silence is only five hundred years old, and the Shindo family existed before uh, Silence. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and, right. and my and my and my head canon and my head fiction, um, there is a type of conversational infernal um, that is different than like true infernal or like the way that infernal will be written, and it's changed throughout the years. And like and ye old. Uh, and spoken infernal Shindo just means silence. Huh. That's cool. In my head canon. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, Devin, do you want Yeah, what sort of medicine, if that in quotes, was Palace talking about in Kristoff's vision? I don't fucking know. It's it cocaine. was alcohol. He was saying, take your medicine, brother. Uh... <laughs> yeah, it was alcohol. Yeah. That's, the, that's, what you, that's what you had proposed at the time, anyways. Yeah. It's uh, been general questions time. for Dwayne. What happened to the not orc water people? Uh, the sea elves? Uh, well, I'll mm-hmm. just answer both. The sea elves, eventually that village would go on to get wiped out during the Arcane Wars. Um, it was just a very prime territory. It was also foolishly built on top of water. So that made it very e- an easy target. Um, and then the, um, the underwater elves... Uh, they would later get destroyed by the kingdom of uh, by the the Shindo family line. Uh, we kind of already answered that one, that one as well. Yep, we talked um, about the forgotten. Yep, who? And so creepy was a man. He was one of yep. those, right? Uh, uh, no, no, no. He was the gray. A, yeah, he was one of the gray. Um, and the gray essentially were uh, people that um, they're like legends or divinities that were bestowed power by the pillar gods or another divinity. Um, and eventually they like get addicted to that. They kind of like become obsessed with it and they get corrupted. And over time, they just kind of like form this like a simple motley appearance and they just crave power. So when big events of power start to happen or they can like kind of feel them, uh, coming, they flock to those. Yeah. yeah. So his goal at the time was to find the source of power. And at the time, the primary source of power was the virgin transformation of Belmere. Hmm. 
and Kristoff was an obstacle. Uh, we already answered these, and then uh, who is Aya slash uh, what is she the goddess of? Like, what's her domain? Uh, yeah, so she is the goddess of fate and time, I believe. Let me pull up my notes because like it's definitely creation kind of. Yeah, it's, it's, she's got a creation vibe. It's definitely fate and time. I'm looking up her exact title um, because uh, every one of them like had, like it's a uh, Sin Lord the Just, Win the Wise, Ryle the Aya the Broken. Yeah, yeah. Ryla Shade and Aya the Broken. And so uh, she's the goddess of time and creation. Yep. Okay, uh, where is she now? She's obviously be bopping through the multiverse. Uh, no, actually, um, if there's oh. a short story that talks about where she is. Um, she is essentially the most powerful of all five of the pillar gods. She did the creation. She, she can manipulate time. And um, seeing that, seeing that get corrupted, seeing that get fought over, um, she seals herself away in a tomb in her own like pocket of the torrent that's like hidden away from most people uh the god of chance knows about it and uh, when alaria arrives and there's like a short story that kind of talks about that um so she kind of sealed herself away okay uh what happened to all the artifacts so like after everything's said and done where are all the artifacts at the um, main three the main three um so, yeah the hammer dared in the cortex of the creators and the little win uh so the loot of Wen specifically is in the hands of the Reclaimer, mm-hmm. where they are. Uh, the hammer itself would go on to be um, lost by Axel, uh, essentially. Um, and then Ryle will pick that back up and he will end up giving that to another chump, essentially, to then do his bidding. Um, and the Cortex... Um, different rail. The Cortex is going to end up being... The well, so it's going to end up being the primary um, objective for chasing Kristoff. Um, they, uh, I guess, spoilers coming. They need that per Fendel. They need the Cortex to cast the spell to bring Kristoff um, back. Kristoff back. Um, so they will be doing some uh, adventuring to try and freaking ride that, on. Um, and back. we can presume because Kristoff did come back, they do get it. What's up? And we can presume because Kristoff does come back that they do get it. Yes, they do collect it. Um, now that Atlas has all this free time, what does he do as a god? New daily routine? He uh, he often looks over um, Oxbane. He's fond of, fond of uh, Oxbane specifically. He does check it in on... Um, a lot of those characters who were there, he kind of has favor over them specifically. But otherwise, he's just on the rest of the world. He's, he's kind of evening out the races, putting love in some places and where people are, you know, expanding too much. He's placing a little bit of war in there as well. Mm-hmm. Population control in general. Okay. Um, hey, this is just, I don't know if we talked about this because it's all blurred, but um, Rowan... Why did he leave again? Why did he abandon his friends? Uh, it wasn't by choice. The Reclaimers? The one oh. that took um, Rosalind's spot as the person to hunt down. So remember, he comes mm-hmm. and he takes the loot, right? Yeah. And he walks away. And so, unfortunately, because you're not supposed to be emotionally attacked, right? 
Um, that's why Rosalind was having troubles, uh, and that's not even her reclaimer name. Um, but that's why she was having trouble. Um, and then uh, this other reclaimer that takes her place uh, has like has issue with that. Like to see one of his partners kind of like corrupted, so to speak. Um, so he goes and grabs Rowan, who has a link to Kristoff and Alice, and his end goal was to get their relics because he of course knew um especially after the fact that willow was a relic um yeah. so his all end goal was to collect the other ones did not work out well like a for dick. Him. Yep. uh and then a last minute entry from abon can we have like a scientist research type character that gets us all this fun information about the torrent that you dropped early about all the different colors in story format uh yeah absolutely um yeah uh yes the answer to that is yes because i also have all the seven core magical principles for goron that i can release in the same format um 100 uh there is one more that was just added um via the forms um i'll paste it in the chat while i look up one of the other questions in the actual live 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 chat so at the very bottom we've added another one um and in that one uh Rachel Todd, uh, uh basically compares the torrent to the Mako of Final Fantasy VII. That's a very apt comparison. Very, very apt comparison. And yes, uh, Dragon Bait, I will be writing a shit ton of short stories about Goron. Now that I'm not DMing it, I have to get that creative juice out somewhere. Uh, Patreon short stories is the plan. Uh, and the last question, I don't know if you guys can see it in the doc. If you can't, I'll just go ahead and read it. Um, that we have. Uh, how did you come up with the Karen yep. um, idea? The yeah, Who the, are they exactly in the world? Yeah, so um, I think they're referencing the Chiron, which is what uh, Avon's uh, modern day character is, where they're basically spellcasters that use ink and drawing, and their whole uh. um, their whole concept is that uh, in the early early days of uh, post arcane torrent discovery the chiron and um the oh god i'm doing this from memory the keepers i think Th that may be their uh name there are essentially two different types of people uh organizations the chiron observe the world and capture in images and the keepers um capture in like diaries or written word format the keepers also tend to have like cryptography as a skill set um but so the Chiron are basically artists that take stock of the world and they can use that ability to summon magic. So. Nice. Um, and I, I will actually uh, give credit where credit is due. Um, the initial piece of that idea actually came <gasps> from Devin. Um, whether he remembers mm -hmm. it or not, forever ago. Um, Dreams of oh, Jupiter, yeah, yeah, yeah. main character. Yeah. Gosh, how long ago. Yeah. yeah. A couple yeah. years. Longer for me. <laughs> He's doing. He he had that idea for a very long time before he sat down oh, okay. and hardcore it out. Yeah. He's actually. I guess you, you guys, know, better, credit, I guess you guys are better friends than me. No, we're not. Um, but we work together, so we talked a lot, a lot, a lot, very recently. Um, last few years. Actually, credit where credit is due. When Devin started doing that, um, and like talking to me about it, he's the reason I started writing again. I like prior to him doing that, I had not written for like a day. Yeah. Almost. 
Hmm. That's, that's, that's nice. Because nice. yeah. you're just better friends than me. Oh, you didn't know that? Nope. I hadn't told you that? Ten whole oh, years. Well, you guys. Love, love you more. Here's the big question. Do you love us? Do I love you guys? Hell yeah, I, I do. <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. My three levels of exhaustion says I agree. you may not. Hey, are those in real mm. life? Because it's so Only fucking two right now. Or... Yes, yes. They're both, both, both. I don't know. I've, I have disadvantage on all range attacks. <laughs> uh, um, well, I'll, I'll, all attacks, period. I'll tell you what. Um, for the last time... I'm Christoph Shinde. I'm Atlas Verrier. And I am your storyteller. Um, and thanks for all the questions. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, love I don't you. know Bye. what's going to happen. Bye. I'm sorry. Bye. 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 Christoph is dead. <laughs>